To all my moms moving on, I have something amazing for you. If you're ready to move on from your engagement ring, the experts at Worthy can help you turn it into cash, fast and risk-free. Worthy does all the work and their competitive auctions get you the best deal possible. Over 45,000 people have already moved on with Worthy. Are you ready to move on too? Visit worthy.com slash moms to get an extra $100 when your jewelry sells for over $1,500. That's worthy.com slash moms for a special bonus offer just for the Moms Moving On community. As a strong, independent mother, there is nothing that will get in the way of your child's safety. Soberlink understands the importance of peace of mind when it comes to co-parenting after a divorce. Using the highest quality technology and with features like facial recognition and real-time results, moms like you are empowered with proof that your child is safe. Navigating life post-divorce can be difficult and having a tool like Soberlink allows for one less thing to stress about. I created this community to provide support for divorced moms like me, which is why I partnered with Soberlink to create the resource, Five Ways to Reduce Litigation in Custody Cases. To access the guide and get $50 off your Soberlink device, visit www.soberlink.com forward slash MMO. This week on Moms Moving On. Divorce in particular is one of those things that, you know, you hear about, you read about, you get a lawyer, you go through the process. But as you and I both know, you're not really divorced until you've learned to emotionally separate yourself from this person, which no judge, no lawyer, no mediator, no nobody can do for you except for yourself. So true. And it's the hardest part. Life moves on, so why shouldn't we? This is Michelle Dempsey-Moltak, your host of Moms Moving On, navigating divorce, co-parenting, single motherhood, and moving on. Welcome back to another Moms Moving On. I, I think this is the first time I have a three-peat offender on the <laughs> podcast. We've got none other then your girl, Kate Anthony, the divorce, your divorce survival guide, the divorce survival guide, my divorce survival guide, also <laughs> very proficient in all things high conflict. And I'm not saying that to even be funny. You are the person when someone says to me, I think I'm in a really toxic relationship. I don't know if I should stay or I should go. I say, well, that's, that's interesting. Call Kate Anthony, because that <laughs> is your girl. Unfortunately, you've been through it. But fortunately, yeah. you've come out the other side okay, and you're helping the rest of us. Kate, thank you so much for being here. You're a coach. You're a friend. You're a soon-to-be best-selling author. What else can I say about <laughs> From you? From your lips to God's ears, my um, friend. <laughs> yes. I'll never forget, Bella Gandhi you. came on the podcast and was like, I'm so excited you're going to be a New York Times bestseller. And um Hasn't happened yet, but any day now. She's the, what is she called? The psychotic optimist. Yes. Our friend, exactly. the psychotic optimist. Yes. Bella, <laughs> we love you. She calls herself. I'm not calling her psychotic. I love Bella. She calls herself <laughs> the psychotic optimist. Well, speaking of psycho, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, thank you <laughs> yeah, for coming back for on real. with me. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I adore you and I'm always happy to talk to you. Yeah. It makes me happy. I love our conversations because I think we're very much on the same page with a couple of, a lot of things, but mm -hmm. divorce in particular 
is one of those things that, you know, you hear about, you read about, you get a lawyer, you go through the process. But as you and I both know, you're not really divorced until you've learned to emotionally separate yourself from this person, which no judge, no lawyer, no mediator, no nobody can do for you except for yourself. So true. And it's the hardest part. It's the hardest part, you know, yeah. like, because especially with someone high conflict, I was just saying on my my retreat, I was just saying to the women, like, you know, they're fl- they're going to be flicking that rope in your face. They're going to mm-hmm. flick it in your face. And it's really hard for you not to pick it up, especially when it's being flicked in your face. Right? Well, uh, like, but but that's the thing. It's it's sometimes it's not even flicked in your face. It's like, here you go. I got you a nice little present. And you're like, oh, yeah. you're being nice thing. Oh, you're being nice. And then the right. box explodes in your face. Boom. Yes. Yeah. You have to be so careful. You have to be so it is. It's like walking a tightrope. And that's why I always say, and I think you and I agree on this, that it really is best to parallel parent first. Mm -hmm. Like no matter how, no matter what kind of a relationship you want to have down the line, if you really want to you know, somewhere down the line, have a, an amicable, amicable relationship with your ex. That's wonderful. Number one. Number two, like it takes two people to have that. Um, so be careful. And number three, start. The best thing way to start is with full separation, parallel parenting, be as separate as you possibly can, because you have to learn to individuate. And you have to, you've got to get your confidence back. You've got to get all of those because at the end of the day, when, you know, when you've been in a high conflict, now I like to call them, you know, most high conflict is actually domestic violence is rooted in abuse, right? Mm-hmm. High conflict is when two people, you know, high conflict is war of the roses. They were, they were high conflict because they were both equally um, abusive to each other. But if you guys remember, I'm aging myself. You guys remember, you've seen that movie, Michelle? Yes, of course. Okay, good. <laughs> I was just making Mom, sure. I mean, we're not that far apart no, here. Okay? We're not that far apart. Um, but, you know, when it's, when it's one person being high conflict, that's abuse. That's not, that's not high conflict. Right. And so when the abuse is following you into your divorce, It's your job at this point to really put up as many boundaries as possible, separate as as clearly as um, sort of definitively as you possibly can, um, because you're always like when you leave that door open, you have left it open for, you know, for, for them to come back in. Exactly. And you are absolutely not going to break the marital cycle of communication, codependency, violence, whatever is happening, unless you set up a situation where you are parallel parenting, staying in your own lane and saying, this is mine, this is yours, see you somewhere down the line. Because Mm -hmm. the people who have been victimized, Kate, and correct me if I'm wrong, they want everything to be like fine and copacetic. And I'm just going to be amenable and amicable and kind so you can be kind to me. And that often never works out as planned. Well, that's right. Because like, did that work in your marriage? (laughs) Right? I mean, and that's what we think. We think, well, we're getting divorced. So now we can do things differently. And that is the case for many people. And if you've been in an abusive relationship, that you will, they will likely 
continue that through because abusers need to abuse. That's just the way it is. And so they will continue um, that dynamic. They'll continue to try and push those boundaries well into your divorce. And your job is to set really, really, really clear boundaries that can't be violated. And I can hear a lot of people being like, but I try and then he does this and then he does that and he does that. And, you know, my answer to that is like, yeah, that's that's what he does. That's who he is. And it's one of the hardest things to like, like comprehend that you actually have the power to Mm -hmm. hold boundaries in the face of someone whose job it is to push against them. You do. Um, yes. it may, it's harder. It is more challenging and all of those things, but you can still do it. You know, you can insist on uh, communicating through a co-parenting app. You can ask your attorney to, you know, if you have if you have evidence, you can talk to your attorney about perhaps getting um, getting a judge to mandate the use of a co-parenting app. That's a great boundary. You know, sometimes that's a little bit more difficult, but you can always just say, hey, anything about the kids, I'm just going to I'm just going to put in the co-parenting app. And when they text you, you take it to the co-parenting app and you answer it. You can screenshot the text and put it in the co-parenting app. And then. Right. Because people don't like to they don't like to abuse people when they think they're being watched, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, So there are there are ways. The hardest part about this. Is the internal work that you need to do yeah to become the kind of person who can hold those boundaries well and and also it's the hardest part is making t- the choice to show up differently because you right. w- when we talk about this the marital cycle of codependency and I don't use codependent in the sense of like can't survive without him but You've learned to survive with this person. So you're going to rely on those tactics post-divorce because they seem easier, but emotionally they keep you tied and submissive and Mm -hmm. at, you know, at the feet of somebody who you're now uncoupling from. And so the hardest part, I think, for so many people is that emotional choice to say, not me, not now, not anymore. Mm -hmm. So where do we even start with that? Well, you know, I, I think... It's funny, you know, a lot of people are like, there's a whole pushback right now against the use of the word codependence. And I am all for the use of the word codependence. Me too. I think it's so real. It's very real and it's very powerful. And I think that recognizing our codependent dynamic with another person, like that's how we heal from it. That's how, when we can identify that that's what's happening, that's, I think there's, I think it's empowering. And a lot of people are out there saying that, like, it's disempowering. And, like, I I, I disagree. I also think people have maybe not an educated understanding of what codependence is. And codependence is rooted in trauma. And it is rooted often in, most often in childhood trauma that has us grow up to have certain Uh, behavior patterns like people pleasing and lack of boundaries and things like that, because that was our survival mechanism as a kid. Yeah. And also I want to say like our generation, Mm -hmm. even if you didn't experience quote unquote trauma, like some of us have, we were raised to people, please. We were seen and not heard. We were just the kids with no needs in the corner. And so when I talk Mm -hmm. about 
codependency in marriage, like it's not that you're just like, I'm giving myself to this person and I don't care how they treat me, but we're taught in marriages to sacrifice and compromise. And really the definition of codependency is sacrificing your needs for somebody else's. Whether you do that 100% of the time or 10%, there is still some of it in a marriage. Yes, absolutely. One of the greatest, I mean, a very sort of simplistic, um, Vanessa Bennett was on my podcast a while ago and she described codependency as basically, I'm okay if you're okay, I'm not okay if you're not okay, (laughs) right? And our job is to become okay no matter what, Yeah. right? And when I talk about childhood trauma, I'm not even talking about like big T trauma. I'm talking neglect. I'm talking um, enmeshment, parental enmeshment, you know, all of those things. Alcoholism, you know, parental alcoholism, you know, being raised in chaos or control, right? Like all of those things, because, you know, most of us, I mean, it's all very traumatic, right? And so- when you're raised in that, you 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 become like a heat-seeking missile for the same thing, <laughs> right? So we, right, hello. And so, my, I mean, I say it all the time. My ex-husband is literally the perfect combination of my parents. <laughs> if you took my parents and you put them in a blender, you'd get my ex-husband. It's insane. I can say you know? that for yeah. all of my relationships, excluding my ex-husband, because oh, really? all of my relationships were toxic. Mm-hmm. I was a self-imploding mess. I met my ex-husband who like couldn't be trying to love me more. And I'm just like, who are you? Stay away. You're going to hurt me, bad man. And like, it was like, I took out all of the stuff from all of the other relationships. But yeah, trauma. Anyway, it's here. On it him because he was he was safe. He was probably right. this, he, like internally, you right. knew somewhere that it was. And safe. I created a self-fulfilling prophecy what have you, what have you. Anyway, we learn from our mistakes, do we not? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Or we hope to. We hope to, we do. So, you know, so that, I mean, that is the work. And here's the deal. Like, I think that what so many people, you know, I know in my, in my, I notice it in my community and I'm sure you see it in your community that, you know, people want a quick fix. Like we all do, right? Wouldn't that be lovely? At the end of the day, this is not a quick fix. And it it is it is deep work that you need to be doing with a skilled coach with a therapist right like this this isn't something that you're just going to get over on your own it's not and and, I, and mm-hmm. you do often need somebody to point out you know where in that response to that person you gave them the same response you would have given if you were married or where oh. you're asking instead of declaring like so many little things that feel natural to you that's right you, that's right. You may not recognize that you're doing. You don't know. You don't see it. And it's and it's so and it's it's like because it's so insidious. Right. And so our it is our job to meet with uh, our, you know, I have my my clients like send me send me the emails, send me the emails and send me your draft of what I want to see what you're say. writing back. Yes, exactly. I, I want to see what you're right. And it's so hard because they're, you know, I, I also hear like all the excuses. Yeah. But you know, you know, whatever it is. Right. But I do need to know, I mean, I have a client right now, obviously I'm not going to, you know, name her, but she's really struggling because her husband travels a lot, her ex-husband, they're divorced and he travels a lot for work. And he says he can't see the kids, you know, obviously on these dates or whatever, they somehow they got divorced without a parenting plan. I don't know what, there's no custody schedule, Mm. nothing. It's insane. I've seen Um, it all at this point. I mean, this one I've never seen. I'm like, 
who, who divorced you? This is insane. Yeah. Um, so I'm sending them back to Gabrielle, hopefully to get this figured out, Gabrielle Hartley. But so anyway, he's so he travels. And what she's found out is that he's been lying about when he's traveling, that he hasn't been traveling. He's been seeing someone mm-hmm. and choosing to not parent. Right. And so now anytime he says he has to travel, she wants proof. And, you know, I and I and it and it sort of she's like, I want to know if he's lying. I want to know who if he's dating. I want to know if he's, you know, going to Europe with a girlfriend or if he's really going for work, you know, and and while I get it right, a parenting plan would solve that problem. Yeah, 100 percent. And but her but she but. But w- wanting to know what wanting he's doing to know, that's keeps her just so en- enmeshed with his life and his dynamic. And well, ugh. and it's like that's where, you know, in our community and teaching moms to separate their emotion from what's actually going to be good for the kids. You know, my question yeah. to that would be, what would knowing do for you personally besides hurt you? What would it do? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nothing. Yes. And with a parenting plan, we wouldn't need to know. I mean, and so I want to go back to this parallel parenting thing for a second, because yeah, Yeah. I do always talk about in the beginning, we're all parallel parenting. I don't care who you are, how consciously you chose to uncouple. We're learning to live separate lives and have our kids alone on our own time. Of course, there's very little co and people Mm -hmm. have this misconception that parallel parenting is only for high conflict people, or if your ex is a narcissist, but I find it more beneficial, even with amicable people because it's so much harder to separate yourselves from each other when you are amicable and healthy and can have friendly conversations because then you don't know where to stop the conversations and then you're talking all the time. And so I I want for anybody listening, because the misconception of parallel parenting is that it's really negative. I think Mm -hmm, it's one mm -hmm. of the healthiest things you can do for yourself, especially if you're having a hard time separating emotionally. I could not agree more. I couldn't. I mean, it's a hundred percent. You, this is a time for you to individuate. Mm-hmm. You have been a couple, whether that's been a high conflict couple or a, you know, or a, you know, a couple that just the relationship ran its course. It doesn't matter. This you have you have existed in a partnership and you are now looking to exist outside of the partnership. And the only way to do that is to actually really step outside the partnership. Yeah. This is the kind of work for anybody listening. This is the kind of work you need to be doing. If you've ever laid awake at night and thought to yourself, who am I without this person? What am I supposed to be? (laughs) Like, I don't know which end is up without making this person's coffee in the morning. This is who this is for specifically. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I get it. I get it. You know, we both get it that this is, it's really hard. And, and, and this is why this is the hardest part because it kind of catapults you into a level of grief mm-hmm. that this connection that you're maintaining is sort of helping you avoid, mm-hmm. right? It's we legally divorce, we physically divorce, we financially divorce, and having to emotionally divorce is the most painful. And so it's really easy to be like, oh, you know, we're just going to be friends. <laughs> so yeah. we don't have to, you know, we can avoid that. Yeah. And I, and I see it all the time. You know, my clients will have the best of intentions and say, you know, I, I want to call him and let him know or ask his permission or this and that. And I'm like, I know you do. And I mm-hmm. 
love your heart for that, for being so kind. And But here's what can happen with that. And also, everybody's friendly and amicable in some cases until someone else starts dating. And then what? Then what? You're going to break up all over again. Right. It's because terrible. then you're jealous and somebody gets jealous and somebody has like the absolute appropriate emotional response to that when you have not fully emotionally separated. Right. Yes. They're going to yes, respond yes, yes, yes. as if you're still married and you're cheating right. emotionally. Right. right? Emotionally. Intellectually, we know it's not true. Yeah. It's really difficult. It's really difficult. So this is, to me, really the rocks. And you know, when you're getting divorced and you're having to do all the paperwork and the financials and the parenting plan and the this and the that and the house and the moving and that, like, you're not thinking about this because you don't have the bandwidth to think about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, But this is what's kind of left on the other yeah. side. Yeah. I mean, I always say your lawyer is hired to do a very practical, tactical job of divorcing you. They they take care of the paperwork, but the rest mm-hmm. is really on you. So where does it start, Kate Anthony? Where do you think a woman can take the first step towards saying, I'm emotionally divorcing, I'm I'm separating myself emotionally from this person? Well, I mean, I think depending on the relationship, you know, it can be a conversation. You, it, I think, especially if you're amicable, right? You can go to the person and say, listen, I I love you. We have had this life together and we're sort of trying to figure out how to how to untangle it. And so I think the healthiest thing for both of us, but certainly for myself, is to really have more of a separation than a connection. And if we can grow back into a connection when we are fully individuated people, um, great. But let's take the time to individuate. Right. Um, So so partly it's a conversation, but it but really it's boundary work for yourself. Right. Because if it's not if it's not a conversation, it's it's still your job and your work to know where your edges are. And in the process of figuring out where our edges are, we always go over. We always screw it up. And then we go, oh, that didn't feel good. Right. And that's okay. You haven't screwed up. You didn't you know, you didn't you know, mess the whole thing up. You just went over the edge and you go, oh, okay, actually, you know what? That really feel felt, not, that didn't feel good to me. Yeah. So now you know where that line is. Yep. And and right? it's so true. Like a lot of people are not going to be able to have a conversation, of course, but that boundary of, you know, I even found myself in the beginning of my separation, like, oh my God, this thing happened. And only, yes. only my ex-husband would appreciate the story or these friends of ours are separating and I have to tell him. And it was like, I had to put myself on this like restriction, this diet of like, does it need to be eaten? What happens if I eat it? How am I going to feel type of thing? Right? Right, Like, does it need to be said? What is the outcome of this? A banter that is no longer healthy for us. Right. And so that boundary is, boof, that boundary will kick your butt. And then it hurts Mm -hmm. when you're like, you know, all these inside jokes. And like, of course I want to like, I'm my first impulse is I'm going to, I'm going to text him like the inside joke or the the people or the something about, you know, and then you can't do it. And then there's the grief of like, I've lost my person. Yeah. But that's a hundred percent appropriate. You've got to go through the grief of losing your person. You know, like that's, that's part of it. Yeah. Um, 
And if it's high conflict or abusive, they were really never your person to begin with. That's true. I love watching people though. And you see it all the time, like come to that realization. I had a consult today actually, where this woman was like, you know, if he does, he's cheating, he's emotionally abusive. She's like, you know what I realized? I'm not I'm not going to let myself beg for this man to stay. What what good is this marriage anyway? And I was like, yes, amen. Well, you don't even need amen. me. You did the work already. Yes. Right. Yeah. Amen. Coming to that realization, I truly believe when you're able to say, even if you love this person, even if it wasn't abusive and toxic, but you uh-huh. get to a point where you're like, you know what? This may not have been the best thing for me. I feel like that's stepping into your power after divorce. That's right. That's right. Even if it wasn't toxic, Right. Not all relationships are meant to last forever. Not all relationships are, you know, there's, there's, there are compatibility issues everywhere. Right. And so, yeah, of course. They're calling it the Bible for all divorcing moms. I can't believe it, but that's what they've said about my book, Moms Moving On, Real Life Advice on Conquering Divorce, Co-Parenting Through Conflict, and Becoming Your Best Self. Moms Moving On is filled with practical, actionable, and empowering advice from someone who's been through it and come out on the other side, me. Through inspirational stories, rituals, journal prompts, and my guidance, you'll learn how to navigate your divorce with confidence, adjust to life as a single mom, shift your perspective to find your way back to your best self, and create the life you truly deserve. It's available in paperback, hardcover, audiobook, and Kindle. So go get my book. I promise you won't regret it. So Kate, you're working on so many things right now to help people with this kind of stuff, aren't you? What are those things? So many things. Uh, well, um, I'm uh, working on my book. Is that what you're, is that what you're hinting on? That's what um, I'm alluding to. Yeah. And it's never too to? soon to promote your book. So just, it's you know, let's talk about too it. Soon. Yes. The D word, the D word, how to make the biggest decision about your marriage is coming out January, 2024. It's going to so be amazing. We've got a little, we've got a little while. I'm still working on it. And, um, but it's, you know, I'm, I'm so far, I'm like, damn, I like, I'll go back and read stuff and I'm like, damn, that's good. <laughs> so the book will be coming out hopefully uh, January, 2024. And, you know, my programs and my podcast and like, I just, anywhere I can talk about this stuff, I do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you should be, this is going to yeah. be really good stuff. I mean, for, for most of the people on social media, you know, when you, when you're thinking about, should I end my marriage? How do I go about doing this? You are yeah. the person that they turn to. You are, should I stay or should I go? And it's going to be really helpful, especially like January divorce month. Look at you. That's the plan. Is there a pre-order available yet? Not yet, but there will be. Yeah. Okay. I mean, what is it? It's, it's May. I guess we should get that. I should get on that. Get on that girlfriend. I'm going to give you until the end of August and for back to school season, I want a pre-order link. Okay. That's We're going to have to talk about like all the things on promotion and pre-ordering and all that and all that stuff because I haven't even gotten there yet. But yes. But I'll tell um, you though, no, like with a book like this, you know, anything in the self-help, it's evergreen, right? Like this is information mm-hmm. people will always need access to. I wish that's right. something that somebody would have told me before my book came out. Like mom's moving on will be helpful 10 years from now. It's not like a, you know, yeah. something that was like 
catchy for that year. So like, God, no. you don't have to right. kill yourself for that launch. It's really just being who you are and sh- continuing to share your message and people are going to come and people are going to need it and they're going to love it. Yes. Thank you, my love. Thank you. I so appreciate it. I love your support. I love you. I love your book. So okay, wait, I are. love you too. And I, <laughs> I crack up every day over our candle mishap. You guys, just so you know, I sent... So I sent candles out to some friends for Mother's Day. And I have two friends in California, one of them being Kate. And so I wrote the card for my other friend in California and put Kate's address and then was freaking out because my other friend was going to get a card for Kate to her address with the same gift. And then they just messed up and didn't even send her the card and she didn't even know who it was from. So it was like a whole thing. Screw you, anthropology. (laughs) But I'm glad you got your candle. That's well, I got all. it from, I got it to someone else from you, but right. there's no card. So then I was like, oh no, did you send? Oh wait, there like- was no card? You know, you pay extra for these things and then they never put the cards in. No, well, there was no card. It said something anyway, like, dear anyway. Kate, I love you. Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> I don't remember what it said. I love the candle though. I love it. Cute, right? I it's mean, It's adorable and it smells really good. I, another friend of mine said, you know, I've never gotten a Mother's Day present from a friend and that was so meaningful. And I'm like, I yes. like if we can't celebrate each other as moms and how oh. hard we work and how far we've come, some of us, then like, you know, who better to understand? I don't know. It's just. I was so moved by it. I really was. I had the same feeling. Like, yeah, I had the same feeling. Like I felt more celebrated by you. Than I'm glad. Well, well, yeah. you're you're important to me. You're important to this industry. Um, you know, I love you. Know, people will say like, between you and Kate Anthony and Susan Guthrie, I never could have gotten through this divorce. And I'm like, yep, there you go. There you go. It's the perfect. It's perf- the perfect trifecta. I love it. I love it. That makes well, me happy. You have lots of good stuff on your website. You have programs and courses. People can work with you one on one and learn so much from you. That yeah. is kateanthony.com. Yes, kateanthony.com. Basically, everything is there. Um, Your Divorce Survival Guide, uh, The Divorce Survival Guide on Instagram and TikTok, and uh, The Divorce Survival Guide podcast in all the places. And yeah, and I've got in, I've got individual. Yeah, like you said, I work one on one. I also have a wonderful group program uh, called Grit and Grace that um, women are getting a lot out of and loving. And I also have online programs. So I try to like stagger things for all price points and all accessibilities. And um, so there you have it. Yep. That's amazing. Well, I know that's much appreciated by so many. For those of you listening, I beg of you to go check out Kate Anthony, although I'm sure you already know who she is. You may not know everything she has to offer. So check it out. Sign up for her mailing list so you could be the first to know about her book. Yes, Um, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Right. If you just, if you like download anything from my website, you'll be on my mailing list. I don't have yeah. like a join the mailing list, but I have all sorts of other things. She's got people so. watching. So yeah. All right, everybody. <laughs> thank you so much for being here. If you need more help with figuring out this emotional separation, we are here for you both here in the Moms Moving On world and in the Kate Anthony world. There's so much good support out there. Just make sure you find it and you have a hand to hold through this road. We'll see you next time on Moms Moving On. So you want to be a divorce coach, but the term divorce coach is a broad one because there is just so much you can cover in the world of moving on. 
Maybe you find yourself gravitating towards clients with high conflict co-parents, or perhaps you have a knack for helping women pull themselves out of bed when they feel overwhelmed with single mom responsibilities. No matter your ideal client, the one thread that will unite them all is that they're moms and moms need a different level of support when it comes to divorce coaching. With my moving on method, you'll not only learn how to best support a client through their divorce, you'll also learn how to help support them as they transition into their new role as co-parents and managing a coaching business. I'm Michelle Dempsey-Maltak, Certified Divorce and Co-Parenting Specialist, and I founded the Moving On Method after years of working with clients from all over the world and seeing them all struggle with the same issues. In this training, you'll learn my five principles for helping a client with their moving on process, along with how to make your practice successful. Visit momsmovingon.com today to apply for my program. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Moms Moving On. I hope you found today's episode to be helpful, inspiring, and give you the advice you need to feel empowered and strong as you move on. Don't forget to come say hi on Instagram at the Michelle Dempsey and drop us a line if there's a specific topic or subject you'd like us to discuss. Thanks. Stay strong.